I'm going to, uh, the Lord has prepared me and uh, prepared a wonderful meal for you today. And uh, it's, a, it's a word of empowerment. Um, I'm calling it um, the power to stand when others are falling. The power to stand when others are falling. And uh, what this is, it's a word of empowerment. Amen. This word, when, when received in revelation by your spirit, and then you meditate on it, don't be a forgetful hearer of it once you leave the house today, but meditate on it in the days to come. Okay, and feed on it and receive it by faith even now. Amen. And um, you'll see that strength and empowerment will come for you to stand now in the end of the age. Praise God. When so many others are falling down, falling away. Amen. So let me read a scripture. I'm not even going to tell you to go there because <laughs> I want to save a little time. If you have your Bibles this morning, and praise God, uh, make sure you do bring your Bibles, amen, to church. Whether it's, your, whether it's your, you know, your pages, paper Bible, or your, you know, your you know, Bible on your phone or your iPad, whatever. Make sure you have the Word of God in front of your eyes, amen. And don't just hear it, Amen. But, but, but put it in your eyes, put it in your eye gate, and hear it and read it at the same time. Amen. And it's uh, doubly strong that way. Amen. So uh, take a double this morning, praise God. <laughs> double, double. Amen. Thank you. Glory to God. So, so again, the power to stand when others are falling. If you listen to this word and heed these instructions from the Spirit of God uh, and just become doers of the word, it's really about being a doer of the word, isn't it? In the end, the bottom line is we can either be forgetful hearers who Jesus spoke the parable about, about the sower and the seed and the sower sows the word and uh, the blessing comes through the word, power comes through the word, life comes through the word, and the spirit always follows the word. He always confirms the word. So we have to give him something to confirm and move on and breathe on. And that's why this week uh, that we've had so far has been primarily a week of laying a foundation in the word. Praise God. Amen. Uh, and now as we move into the second week, we're going to uh, allow the Spirit to move a bit more freely, although He's always free with me, trust me. Trust me, I, I, I endeavor to, to be free, and the way I stay free is, is by letting the Spirit of liberty have control, amen? Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, freedom, emancipation from bondage, amen? Hallelujah. So we're going to have celebration times this week, trust me. So really, make an effort. Come out at least one night. Come try it out on Wednesday night, amen. Come take a taste and see that the Lord is good, amen. And when you do that, you, you might just want to come back again the next night too, amen. It may be a little bit inconvenient for you, I understand, with your life and your, your work or your school or all the things that you're busy with. It may be a bit inconvenient you know, but you know what? When Jesus hung on the cross, it was very inconvenient. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Uh, and I really mean that. I, I say that seriously. Praise God. So um, I think about that, and I say, Lord, if I'm inconvenienced or I'm uncomfortable in any way, you know what? I'll never be where you were. I'll never be where you were, so I can handle it. It's, it's but a temporary light affliction. Amen. So anyway, let me read to you. Just listen to the word real quick as a foundation. Wherefore, this is in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians, but I, I don't want you flipping pages right now. I'll tell you exactly where it is after I read it. Wherefore, let him that thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. He's speaking to, to believers here. Therefore, let him that thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. And that word think there is, is someone who assumes he is standing. Someone that gives the idea of somebody arrogantly assuming that I'm fine, I'm good, you know, I'm fine, I'm good, no matter what's happening around me or, you know, whether it doesn't matter, uh, you know, what I say or what I do, I'm good, I'm standing, I'm fine. You know, so it's a bit of an arrogant stance, you know, and that's the meaning of that word there, let him that thinks he stands take heed, meaning take account, do an inspection, check yourself out, you know, get into the word and see whether or not you're really standing to the degree that God wants you to stand, amen? Because then he says in the next verse, there has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Amen? But God is faithful. Someone say, God is faithful. Amen. He's full of faith towards you. That's what that means. God is full of faith when he thinks about you. Amen. And his faith is working on your behalf. Did you know that? Did you know that God is believing for you? Amen. And believing on your behalf. He's believing for you more than you may be believing for yourself. Amen. But you need to bring yourself up to the level of his faith. Amen. And have confidence. Praise God in him. So he says, that is common to man. No temptation. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you're able to. But will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Amen. And that's 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 12 and 13, if you're taking notes. 1 Corinthians 10, 12 and 13. So, now, God will not allow you, don't be distracted this morning, praise the Lord. God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able to endure, right? He'll never allow you to be tempted be enticed, be solicited by evil spirits, amen? More than he knows where you are in life, where your faith is, and where you're able, you, where you stand in the revelation of the word, he will not allow you to, to be tested beyond that point. Praise God. But with every temptation provides a way of escape. So how do we escape? temptation my brothers and sisters look at Jesus Mark chapter 4 we're not going there the way we overcome temptation is with the word of God amen the word of God out of our mouth Jesus was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights and what did he do he spoke 
the word of God. Amen. And resisted every temptation and sent the devil away at the end of 40 days. A very real temptation. Amen. And he sent him away with the word. Amen. And so I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 6. So now thinking about standing, Ephesians 6, and we'll begin in verse 10. Now, in, um, when Jesus gave the revelation, when, when God the Father gave Peter, and Jesus was talking to his disciples, you remember? He had them all gathered, the 12, and he said, uh, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they went on to describe to him. And that question was no problem because they just had to give an objective observation answer, things that they observed. And so people had observed him as one thing or another, you know, primarily a prophet, a good man, a good teacher. Amen. And then he said to them, then he went point blank with them and, you know, and uh, asked them, well, okay, that's fine. But really what, what matters to me now, because you're my men, you're my disciples, amen. It doesn't matter what the world says, really. In the end, it doesn't matter what anyone else says, amen? What it, in the end, the only thing that matters is what you say concerning the Son of God, amen? And so he said, well, who do you say that I am? And of course, we all remember the story, how God the Father then poured revelation into Simon Peter. And he said, well, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Amen. You are the anointed one sent from Jehovah to save. Amen. The very meaning of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ is Jehovah saves, and he is the anointed one that God sent forth into the earth to do just that. Amen. And so he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, and Jesus, uh, 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 said, well done, amen, uh, you didn't receive this on your own, Peter, but you received it from my Father in heaven. And then he said, and I say unto you, on this revelation that I am the Christ, amen, that I am Messiah, that I am the anointed one, everything, in, in other words, literally based on Jesus himself, amen. Jesus is the fulfillment of all the Word of God comprehensively, Old and New Testaments. Amen? amen. Jesus was the Word. He was made flesh. Amen. Dwelled among us, and He is still eternally man and God, man and the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And he is breathing into the affairs of your life over these next two weeks, my beloved ones. Hallelujah. To bring back and restore everything that's been stolen so that you recover. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, glory to God. And so he said now, here's the thing I want to get to. He said now, uh, and upon this rock... Himself being the rock, amen, the rock of our salvation. Upon this rock I shall build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Amen. The gates of Hades literally, uh, very simply put, is the demonic realm. Okay, it's the demonic realm. And so he said, the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And then he said a key thing, and this is what you and I must 
uh, take up our part in, our communion with the Lord, our sharing together with the Lord, our participation together with Him in His great plan of building His church and bringing His kingdom and saving men and women throughout all time until the end of the age. This is what we have to do. He said, and I shall give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Someone say, I have keys. Hallelujah. Keys get you in and lock the door for for strangers outside. Amen. Thieves and robbers, hallelujah. Maybe a thief and a robber has come to your house. Maybe a thief, but now it's time to lock him out. Kick him out, shut the door and lock him out. And the thing about it is, yes. And so you have a part to play, is my point. You have a big part to play, amen. Because he said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven And therefore, whatsoever y'all could quote it with me. If you want to quote it with me, go ahead. Therefore, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. And so ultimately, the Lord is the one who gives us the victory. Amen. And leads us into triumph every time. Praise God. Uh, And he is the one who fights our battles. Amen. Amen. And in fact, he has already fought our battles. Praise God. He already won the victory. Amen. That's why Paul could say, I thank God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And he was talking about resurrection, victory over death. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, it's a little bit warm in this church today. Is it possible to get this one? Is this one on already? Or may, Okay. Maybe it's just me. I might be overheating a little bit. I better take some water. <laughs> so, man, we've got a lot to do this morning now. So I've got to get this word to you that's vital. And then we're, we are going to receive an offering And, you know, because what we're commanded really to do in the Word is pay our tithes and give our offerings. Amen. And the man of God is already, I mean, the tithe and the offering to me, based on on that story right there that Pastor God will just shared, which is the beginning, that's the foundation of, of, of tithes and offerings in the Bible, is that I tithe because I have a revelation, a covenant, and I understand That God has already blessed me and given me the victory. Given me my enemies in my hand. Amen. Hallelujah. And so praise God. That's what we're talking about here. The power to stand when others are falling. So let me read a, a portion of Ephesians 6 here. Moving forward. So we have the power to bind and loose. And we must be actively engaged in binding and loosing, my brothers and sisters. Many times we lose things. Many times we're hurt. Many times we suffer because we have failed to bind the enemy. Binding the enemy literally means to chain him, to bind him like in handcuffs, amen, and then to lock him out 
of the affairs of our life. And we have been given that key. It's in our hand. We have to do it. If we don't do that, we really cannot expect God to, to, we can't expect to live in the victory that the Lord has already won for us. This is our part. We have a covenant relationship, communion with Him. And so we must bind and then we must loose. Amen. Which means we release into the earth. Amen. Heaven on earth. Praise God. We release mighty angels. Amen. And then we also loose people who have already been bound themselves by the devil. Then we have the power to dissolve. In one sense, that word loose means dissolve. So we can dissolve the bondage that the devil has placed over people. Amen. And we can loose them. But we can also, praise God, loose from heaven everything we need. Praise God. We call it forth like God. Amen. Again, it's the word. It's the word. It's the word. It's the word. We are to be like God, our Father, who gives life to the dead and calls those things that do not exist as though they already did. Amen. We are to call forth into existence in the natural realm by the force of our faith. We are to call forth that which we desire, that which God is leading us to have, everything, all the promises we must call forth. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So Ephesians chapter 6, I won't read the whole thing there, uh, this whole passage. So I want to, if I can convey to you today, if I can do it in the time, there are four ways to stand that God gave me to show you, Okay. That will empower you and enable you to stand, amen, against every onslaught, every attack, every temptation, every circumstance, amen, and actually will make you a warrior yourself where you are the one really pursuing the enemy, amen. But so these are empowering you to stand. There's four things. Number one, I want to tell you and exhort you this morning. According to the word of God, number one, stand strong. Stand strong. Amen. Spiritually speaking, don't be laying down. Amen. Don't be taking naps, spiritually speaking. Really. We can rest physically, but our spirits don't need a rest. Amen. And we can't afford to take one day off spiritually. Because the day that you take off and you become complacent and lazy regarding your spiritual life and the affairs of your life is the day that the devil comes in the back door. Amen. And so we can't lay down. That's a defenseless position when we're laying down. And we can't be sitting down on the job either. Amen. Praise God. Spiritually speaking. Praise God. We have to stand. Amen. So, beginning at verse 10, Ephesians 6. Finally, my brethren, be strong. You see, here's the, here's the word of God. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. Look at these words, stand now. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, always remember that, but against principalities, 
against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Verse 13, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Finally, stand therefore. Amen. So four times in three verses, the Lord tells us to stand or withstand. Do you think he's making an emphasis by saying that? He is. Again, he doesn't exaggerate and he doesn't underestimate, if I may put it that way. He, he says what he means and he means what he says. Amen. And right here, he's emphasizing saying, stand, my children. Amen. You're going to have to stand. And the word withstand means you are empowered, enabled in the strength of the Lord. Because what did he say? The very first thing, be strong in the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. With your union, your vital union, your communion, your connection. Amen. You're reading the word regularly, daily. Amen. Reading the word, studying the word, speaking the word over yourself. Hallelujah. Until you, until you read it long enough to where the Holy Ghost takes hold together with you in that thing that you're doing of confessing the word and the unction, the anointing of the Holy Ghost comes up from within you like I'm experiencing right now. And then rather than reading the word, you just begin to speak out of your own spirit the word of God, the anointed word that's going out all over in the heavenlies. Amen. And the devil is on a three alarm uh, raid right now. Amen. No, that's really how it works. You have to get yourself to the point where you are flowing in the anointing yourself. Where the anointed word is coming out of your spirit. Because that is literally the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit is the anointed word of the Christ flowing out of your spirit through your mouth. Amen. And you are wreaking havoc and doing destruction. You are binding and loosing, praise God. Amen. And you are standing. And if you will do this, stand, uh, the enemy will not take you off your feet. Amen. So let me describe this first verse for you when he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I'm not going to go down and read all the, the weapons and the, and the armor right now, but man, you can see it. But I will say this, he talks about having on the gospel, being prepared with the preparation of the gospel of peace for your shoes. Amen. So in, in other words, for me, indicating, I think to me, one of the greatest ways to stand in life, one of the greatest ways to stand strong is, is, is an offensive posture in life where you are 
taking the gospel and you are sharing the gospel of peace with other people in life. I can tell you what, there's no greater strength of the Lord that will ever be found than the one when you are sharing his word, sharing the gospel, the good news with people. Amen. Whether it be with a brother or sister in need or whether it be with someone who doesn't know the Lord, I'm telling you what, when you are prepared and walking in life and sharing his goodness with other people, I'm telling you what, you are never stronger than when you're in that place. Never. So listen, he says here, be strong in the Lord. That word strong literally means to be empowered, be enabled, be empowered. In the Lord is that Lord we were singing about in the beginning of the service. That one that's been given the name above every name. Amen. It says there in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 11, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. That's the Lord we're talking about here, being strong in the Lord. And that Lord is the reference to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And it literally means this, the supremacy of all things. The supremacy of all authority. He is absolutely supreme over all creation. And that's why his name stands above all others. And that's why we can call on his name and use his name. Because it literally means the supreme one over all creation. That's Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what that word Lord means. Kurios in the Greek. Amen. And then he says, be strong in the Lord and in the power. The word power is the word for dominion. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not that word dunamis for mighty miracle power, which is also glorious, but it's, it's the word that literally means dominion. So be strong. Be empowered in the one who is supreme. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and, and in the dominion, the territory of his glory. Amen. Take dominion. And then in the power of his might. And that word might, his might literally means the power of his force. Amen. It's the root word for that word dunamis, mighty miracle power. In the power of his forcefulness. In the power of his forcefulness. Praise God. And so stand strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So I made a little expanded translation here in my own words, but it's very biblical here, and I want to say it this way. As he who is supreme, as Jesus, he who is supreme, empowers you, you stand supreme in your dominion over the devil as a force for God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You like that? Amen. Stand supreme in your dominion that is the realm of your life, the realm of your territory. And the realm of your territory is never static. It's always moving. It's always expanding outward. Amen. But take the realm of your influence, which is your dominion, and be a force for God. Amen. Number two, stand in the truth of the gospel. 
Number two, stand in the truth of the gospel. Or I'll also just include the whole word of God. We talked a lot Thursday night about the truth and how vital it is. Amen. The truth is everything. Amen. You're either walking in the truth or you're walking in a lie. Amen. You're living in a truth or you're living in a lie. Amen. The truth is that which makes you free. Amen. Hallelujah. And it gives God the greatest joy over your life to see that you're walking in his truth. Amen. Because truth is victory. Truth is light. Truth is the expansion of the kingdom. Jesus is the way, the what? The truth and the life. Amen. Hallelujah. And so it says here, and you don't have to turn there. Um, just listen to this. In Ephesians 1.13, standing, number two, in the truth of the gospel. It says in Ephesians 1.13, In him you also trusted or believed after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Amen? And so you heard the word of truth and you received it as the gospel, the good news of God from day to day regarding our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And you were instantly translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light and his dearly beloved son. Amen. That's how powerful it is. Instantly, in a moment of time, when you believed and you confessed, you went from death to life from darkness to light, from the kingdom of the devil and his dominion, uh, to, be, to having Jesus as your Lord. Amen. Amen. And in covenant with God. Amen. That's the force of God's word. Amen. That's how powerful and quickly it works. Look at 1 Corinthians 15. Real quick here. I think I'm doing okay on time. I'm trying not to get off track too much here. Really. Because really, honestly, this is a word I pray that you will heed because it will empower you in this hour. Because we're living in perilous times, my brothers and sisters. We're living in times that are full of stress. We're living in fierce times. Amen. That's why we must live as warriors in the kingdom of God right now. Amen. This is why you must stand in this hour. Amen. Hallelujah. And so in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, to add on to what I read there in Ephesians 1.13, the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, is this. And look at the point that it makes. It makes the point here of saying that even though you stand, you must continue to stand. Even though you stood once doesn't mean that you're standing now necessarily. Amen. And the, and the vitality of it is, is that... To actually come into the finish line, to run your race, and to complete your course, amen, and to do all that God has called you to do in life requires that you continue to stand, amen. It wasn't good enough that you stood yesterday, that was good, but now you need to stand today. So look what it says here, it's very serious words. Moreover, brethren, this is the great resurrection chapter, amen, of the Bible. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, hallelujah, which also you received and in which you stand. Amen, you see that? We stand. Then he says in verse 2, by which also... 
you are saved. And that word saved, as we know, is continual, not only saved from, in the end, from eternal judgment, which is number one, amen, that's primary, but that you're saved throughout the course of your life. What we're talking about here with the word of the Lord, recovering things that are lost, is part of your salvation. You're being saved, amen. Hallelujah. And so he says, by which also you are saved if, conditional word, contraction, if, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you unless you believed in vain. So you can lose something. You can even lose the gospel. You can, in fact, even lose your eternal life if you were to, if you were to quit and walk away and say, I don't want this anymore. God would allow you to do that. But nobody can take it from you. Nobody can steal it. The devil has no right, no privilege, no authority. Someone say, no authority, no authority. to steal from me. Zero. Zero. Amen? Amen? You understand that? Hallelujah. So praise God. So my brothers and sisters, what is the gospel? What is the gospel truth? It is God's good news, the news of his goodness. You were talking about the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. I heard a great man of God one time say near the end of his life when asked a question, if there was one thing that you would focus on more for your own life and, and preach to others um, after this long life you've lived that maybe you think you haven't done enough of in your life, they asked him, what would that be? And he said, it would be I would have focused more on the goodness of God. A man who had walked with God for 80 years. And I know that for myself too, walking with him now for more than 40 years. Not always the best walk. No, I didn't always, but I've been walking with the Lord for more than 40 years, most of my life. And I can ex tell you that I've experienced, as you were speaking about earlier yourself, the, the increased awareness of the goodness of my Father God. He is absolutely good. The devil's lie is to pervert that and twist your mind into thinking that somehow or another, maybe God isn't really good, but he is a liar. God is absolutely, perfectly good in all of his ways. Amen. He has no evil to give you. He has nothing wicked to give you. There's no bad thing. Don't be deceived, beloved, my beloved brethren. Every good and every perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. And he, by his own will, begot us as a kind of first fruits of his creation. Hallelujah. Amen. And so the goodness of God is the gospel from day to day. And so what I'm saying here with point number two is you must stand and continue to believe for yourself, for your own life, and for that of your family that the Lord is good. Amen. And his mercy endures forever. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 
continue in the goodness of God. Look at Psalm 27 real quick. Psalm 27. Oh, these are so good, these verses. But let, let me just go down to the last couple of verses. Verses 13 and 14 of Psalm 27. Psalm 27. I want you to believe and receive this right now. Right now. Eat it. Eat it right now. Partake of it. Look what it says. Verse, Psalm 27, 13. I would have lost heart. I would have lost heart, meaning I would have fainted. I would have not been able to continue to stand, in other words. Amen. If you lose heart, you lose your empowerment. If you lose heart and your heart gets sick, it says in the Bible, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when desire comes, it's a tree of life. Amen. And so he said, if I had allowed myself to lose heart, meaning this, unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, hallelujah, I would have lost heart. If I had stopped believing that I would see the goodness of the Lord in my lifetime now. You must be ever present. Keep it ever present in your heart and your mind that the Lord is good and he's doing something good in your life today. And faith begets the promise. The more you believe it, the more you say it, the more you'll see it. It's not magic, it's the word of God. Amen? And so, then he says, so wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Amen? Empower you to stand. He will strengthen your your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. So, number three. In this, number one, stand strong in the Lord and His mighty power. Amen. Being a force for God in the world. Stand in the truth of the gospel. I could go further into that, but I won't. Number three, thing you need to do is to stand fearlessly in faith. Stand fearlessly in faith. Amen. What do I mean by that? Let me explain something here to you. Uh, He just said here, be of good courage the word courage joshua was commanded in the beginning of joshua be of good courage amen be of good courage don't be dismayed don't be afraid have a courageous heart amen a courageous heart is a heart uh, that's full of faith who believes that god is mighty and that god is in me and that god is working through me and god is working on my behalf and i have a shield of god all around me amen so that you can fearlessly move forward into every circumstance of life and not be shaken hallelujah amen so that when sickness comes you're not shaken When financial downfall happens, you're not shaken. When people betray you and turn away from you, you're not shaken. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, Jesus said, you don't have to turn there. It's an amazing statement. After a long discourse, at the end, 
He said in Luke chapter 18 and verse 8, you can look it up yourself. It's a story that he gave the story about the unjust judge and how even an unjust judge will eventually wear down and give the woman what she wants. But God will avenge his own people speedily, he said. God will avenge you speedily. Amen. But then Jesus said this at the end of that discourse and he said, however, when the Son of Man comes back, Will he find faith on the earth? Will he find faith on the earth? And so those who cower, those who bow down, those who, you know, are taken over by a spirit of fear will not exhibit the faith that it takes to stand. And so those will fall away in times of trouble. And Jesus was saying when he comes to the earth, he knew ahead of time these are going to be perilous times. These are going to be times that are full of trouble in the earth. Can someone understand that, hey, we don't have to look very far to see what we're living in now is a big fat mess. Come on. But we're not living. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Hallelujah. We're in the kingdom of God with the power and the keys to bind and loose. Hallelujah. But he said, will the Son of Man find faith on the earth? And I want to make this uh, statement to you. That can you believe, and I have to close up here quickly. Oftentimes, and I'm not saying that if you're in fear, you really aren't operating in faith. It's true. However, the opposite, the direct opposite of faith is not fear. The direct opposite of faith is unbelief. The opposite of fear is courage. Hallelujah. And what you need to walk triumphantly in a life of faith in this earth is you need to be full of courage. Amen. Hallelujah. So I won't go further than this. I have more to say on that. But uh, I want to say that standing is very vital in this hour because there's a great falling away taking place. And if you want to look at the scriptures, you can. I'll give you the reference. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 3. Chapter 2, verse 3. He talks about the son of perdition will not be revealed until, until there comes a great falling away in the church. Amen. And uh, he also says in there that we are the restraining force in the earth, keeping the devil at bay. Amen. And that's why he cannot take over now. That's why we'll not see a great tribulation now. Amen. Because the church filled with the Holy Spirit of God, we are still here. We are the power of God in the earth. And we are the one keeping the devil at a distance. Amen. From absolute total destruction. Amen. But it does say there'll be a falling away first. And that word falling away is very interesting. I studied it out. And that word falling away means this. People who walk away from the truth. And not only that, they leave the truth. But they, they go so far away from the truth, it means they literally defect to the enemy's camp. They turn away from the truth so far, they stop acknowledging the truth of the word of God in their life to where they defect and go over into the enemy's realm. Amen. Maybe not necessarily even thinking they're doing it. 
or not necessarily worshiping the devil. But they have left the truth so far behind because of some offense, some hurt, some, some defeat in their life that they've internalized it and they've walked away from the truth. But the Bible says in Hebrews 3.12, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. This is what we're talking about. And people are doing that. The good news is, the good news that you need to stand in like I preached is that it's not for you. If you decide that's not your course in life, but your course is victory, your course is triumph, your course is to be more than a conqueror, your course is to be a force for God in the earth, your, your, court, your course is to have the full blessing of God, then it's up to you, hallelujah. And God, through your own words, will say, amen, amen. hallelujah, hallelujah. Maybe I'll get to, if you all want to come back for another service, I'll get to the fourth one. But it's really, I guess we should go ahead and start getting the communion elements, if we, ushers can please. And just begin to distribute the communion, please. Don't wait. Get it all out. Start handing it out. But it's really awesome because this fourth point is about communion. And I'm just going to say it. I'm not going to share the scripture but the fourth point, remember I said stand strong, stand in the truth of the gospel, stand fearlessly in your faith. And number four is so powerful, but I don't have time to go there right now. But it's, it's really, uh, really um, applicable to our day. And the fourth one is stand together as one body in Christ. Amen. And that's in the word also. Stand together. It says in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it says that we're going to share communion right now with one another. It said, it says, those that were together. And you know, the Bible says in Hebrews, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves. What? Together. As is the manner of some. Those who are falling away. They're leaving church fellowship. They're leaving it behind. Guess what? They're headed for a big fall. But if you will stand and continue to be a part of the fellowship, amen, of the saints, and stand together because we are one body, and in the end, the truth is we need one another. We need one another. Amen?